15 verses of Psalm 50. The first 15 verses. Are we all there? Okay, let's rise to our feet. One, two, go. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous around about him. He shall call to the heavens from above, and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Shall we lift up our voices and just thank God for today? Let's just thank Him. Thank Him for all the things that you can remember that He has done. Just in your own words, say, Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I bless you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the testimonies that we have heard in this church today. Thank you because you have woken each one of us here up. Thank you for life. Oh, we say thank you for our health. Thank you for our well-being. Lord, we thank you. Each one of us, Lord, we come before you with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in our hearts, Almighty God. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, as a church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, because we are the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, oh, Lord. I thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. I thank you for the salvation of my soul. I thank you, O Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Father, I can never thank you enough. Oh, but I thank you, Lord. With all that is within me, Lord, I say thank you today. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection. Thank you, Almighty God. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the very day that I was born. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I wasn't born deformed. Thank you, Almighty God, because many were born on that day and are not alive today. Here I am, Lord God Almighty, 50 years after. Oh, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm grateful. Oh, deep in my heart, Lord, I say I'm grateful. Ah, from the depths of my being, Lord, I say I'm grateful. I do not take, Almighty God, your blessings for granted. Lord, how can I thank you enough for the salvation of my soul? For your word says no one can come unto you except you draw him there. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for drawing me near. Thank you, Almighty God, for making me accepted in the beloved. Oh Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for my family. 
Thank you, O oh Lord, for the home that I have provided. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for this church. Thank you for making me a minister of the gospel. Oh Lord, I said thank you from the depths of my being. Lord, we can never thank you enough. Oh, but precious Holy Spirit, ah, make us truly grateful in our hearts today. Oh, make me grateful, Lord. Deep in my heart, Lord, I say thank you. How can we thank you enough, Lord? Oh Lord, we thank you and bless you. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. For your favor that rests upon us. Lord, we say thank you. Oh, I thank and I bless you, Almighty God. Ah, with all that is within me, Lord, I say thank you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, each one of us, Lord, we say thank you today. Lord, how can we thank you enough? Lord, we thank you and bless you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you enough, Lord. 
but with all that is within us with all our breath oh with all the life that's in us we say thank you lord thank you for your goodness thank you for your protection thank you for your guidance and lord we can never thank you lord but we say you have done so much so much so much so much lord oh we bless you we bless you we bless you we bless you we thank you even so lord for the salvation for the salvation of our souls for you alone oh lord a worthy lord worthy lord worthy lord to receive our thanks our thanks our thanks to the lord ah for saving us for saving us lord when i think of the goodness of jesus and what he has done for me heaven and the earth. Lord, you came down even as a man. You went to the cross and you died on our behalf. Oh, we say thank you Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the salvation of our souls. Thank you for the price that was paid on Calvary. Lord, we say thank you from the depths of our being. Ah, we bless and exalt the almighty God in our midst. How can we say thank you enough? Oh, we can never thank you enough. But we say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you Lord. Oh, from the depths of our being, Lord, we say thank you. Glory and honor we give unto you, Lord. And we say our hearts are filled with gratitude today, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace, Lord. What shall I say unto the Lord? All I have to say is thank Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. All I have to say is thank you, Lord. What shall I say? thank you for your goodness for your mercy for your grace oh we thank you from the depths of our being lord we can never stop saying thank you ah we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord but here we are in this fifth month of the year lord not because we are better than others but because you are a gracious and a faithful god thank you for watching over us thank you for keeping us thank you lord because we know that you'll see us through to the end of this month thank you because we know that you'll see us through to the end of this year Ah, Lord, we thank you and bless you. Honor and dominion and glory we give unto you today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Now, we are going to continue with our theme. It's time to favor Zion. Today we are going to speak on overcoming satanic opposition and bondage. Last Sunday, we spent some time talking about the visitation of the widow of Nain, but we are looking principally at the fact that where there is life, death just must take a back seat. We explained last Sunday that death itself is inherent in life, just as darkness is inherent in, in light. That when you talk about death, you are actually talking about the absence of life. And that where there is a fullness of life, you cannot have death. And that's why when Jesus came face to face with the cups of the widow's son, even though the young man was dead and had no faith, faith did not exist anymore in that realm because he was dead and they were going to bury him. Because the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. When life came face to face with death, all that happened was for death to be swallowed up. Hence, when Jesus said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise, it was easy for the man to get up because death could not hold, hold him down. And we spent quite some time looking at that subject. And I said that um, we take it as a basic foundation and then begin to see over time how it affects various areas of our lives because john john 4 1 4 says in him was life and that the life was the light of men and we explained how that light actually refers to the word of god and that if you can fill up as it were with the life of god then everything that is against life that is of the kingdom of darkness must necessarily move back today we want to continue with that theme because we are very very 
lucky, well, no, no, not lucky, very, very blessed people in the sense that God in his wisdom and mercy has decided that he will favor us. And this is really a special month, really. And I said we should take the praying and the fasting seriously because it's really time to favor you because you are Zion. Now, if you turn with me to Revelation chapter 2, I want to start from there. Remember, we looked at the issue of how death itself was activated in the Garden of Eden. Now, those of you who cannot remember what I'm talking about, please, for your own sake, buy the tape. Because for a while, all I'll say will always have something to do with what I said on Sunday. It's such a basic foundation. And then we're going to begin to take various aspects of life and see how um, all of that dovetails into what we said on Sunday. Um, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Let's read together. One, two, go. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. This is Jesus speaking. Remember that we are talking about principally life. Everybody say life. life. Jesus had the fullness of life. And we said that that's why when they came to him and he said to them, Whom seek ye? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. And the Bible said that they fell back. Because the darkness cannot come against light. The agents of death cannot come against life. And yet Jesus says to him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. I mean, if you can see that he's going back to where we came from last Sunday. Because last Sunday we looked at the fact that in the garden, there was a tree of life. But for some strange reason, even though God had advised Adam that he should go to that tree, he did not. But here Jesus says, there's a condition that is necessary if you are going to be able to go back to the tree of life. And that condition, he says, is to do what? To overcome. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now let's turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16, we want to see an example of satanic opposition and bondage. And we want to see how that was overcome so that we ourselves will be well equipped to overcoming satanic opposition and bondage. Now we can't read the first 24 verses. We have done so already. So I'll just take verses 25 to a particular point and then I'll stop. At the midnight, Paul and Silas, this is what everybody knows, but we're going to show you something here today that's a bit interesting. That's very interesting. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. 
and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in, and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrates sent the surgeon, saying, let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this to Paul, told this, saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go now. Therefore depart and go in peace. Now this, this is a very interesting story, a story we all know. Everybody knows. I mean, I'd be surprised if there's somebody who doesn't know about Paul and Silas. I have even preached a sermon or a few sermons from this bit of scripture. And, and some people who are here will be getting ready and saying, well, okay, so we're going to praise God today and dance and then we'll be free. We've done that before. No, we're not going to do that today. <laughs> That's not what we're going to today at all. Now, we explained last Sunday and said that one of the, the principal ways of ensuring that there's life in us is obedience. To the revealed word of God and we show that that was precisely the strength of Jesus Christ he stayed and stayed in the place of obedience and when there is obedience to the word of God because it's one thing to know the word of God it's another thing to obey once there's obedience to the word of God then you have as it were the life of God building up to your advantage but the story we're looking at acts chapter 16 is a very interesting story but strange in many ways the bible tells us that listen carefully paul and silas more than anybody else were working in perfect obedience complete obedience they were doing the will of God. Therefore, them ending up, as it were, in prison and being beaten. Something strange was going on there. Now look at Acts 16. I just want to show you, stage by stage, that these two men were working in the perfect will of God. 
verse 5 the bible says and so the church is established in the faith and increase in number daily now when they had gone through phrygia and the region of galatia and were forbidding of the holy ghost to preach the word in asia paul was going to go to asia holy spirit said no don't go to asia paul said all right sir verse 7 after they were come to mysia they are said to go to bithynia but the spirit suffered them not remember that the word from God is we should go into all the world. So Paul was doing precisely that. But the interesting thing about this story is that each time he wanted to move in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go to Yaba. And says, okay, fine. He says, go to Victoria Island. He says, fine. Verse 8. And they passing by Mysia came to Troas. Verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. We all know that phrase. And after he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. A vision of a man saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And um, in verse 11, the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas then set sail, heading towards where? Macedonia. So at each point of the way, the Holy Spirit was there directing them. That's obedience. I remember a, a case of a pastor who wanted to go to the mission field. Today, the mission field is very, very, uh, there are different types of mission field. The mission field he wanted to go to was in the United States. So I said to him, I'm not so sure. I said, why don't we pray and see? Maybe God would like you to go to Eastern Europe, for example. I didn't call any particular nation. I just said Eastern Europe. He said, okay. He went away, came back. He prayed and told me that he had gone to book for his American visa. I said, ah, did the Lord say anything about it? He said, the Lord said nothing about Eastern Europe. The way missionary work is done today, at least from the within Christian Church of God, there's only one mission field. It's called America. Every other place is not a mission field. Every other place is not a mission field. But that's not what we have with Paul and Silas. These people just obeyed God. Anywhere God said go, they went. And then the Bible tells us that suddenly they came upon a young lady who had the spirit of divination. And she didn't do anything really bad. She just kept on telling people, these men are from God and they are showing us the way to salvation that was the truth but she was speaking from the pits of hell she herself was in bondage her masters made money of her and then suddenly Paul cast out that demon that was in her which meant she was no longer able to tell people what would happen in the future and of course it meant that the source of money well-being for her masters had totally been taken away and the bible tells us that it created a big problem verse 19 Acts 16 and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone they caught Paul and Silas drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers 
brought them to the magistrates saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, being, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Stop. So in the process of doing the will of God, Paul and Silas get into a situation and they were beaten thoroughly. And let's not go into how badly they were beaten, but just believe me that the Romans knew how to beat. And not only that, they were now thrown into prison and then their feet were locked in wooden stocks so that they could not even turn or move. All because they were doing the will of God. And I'm sure people who are here can relate to that. And some people will justify and say that is exactly what they've been talking about. Particularly if you are here, you've been believing God for something for, for so long. Every man of God that is on the face of this earth has prayed. And yet the problem just has refused to go. You never miss any of the services on the expressway all the services there you've been and the problem just has refused to go and so after a while you actually do come to the place of beginning to believe that maybe this thing doesn't really work in the process of doing God's will satanic opposition comes and it doesn't just come it comes with a crushing effect. This will have beaten beyond recognition. Their, their, their backs are completely destroyed. Then they are tossed into prison. When you understand that, then you begin to understand that sometimes when you take scripture out of context, we really miss everything. Because 90% of the time, people just say, Paul and Silas prayed and sang unto God as if the prayer and the singing was so that God would do something on their behalf. I'll show you that that is not what happened today. That was not what happened at all. So that when we have situations, because you see, what most people are in church for is we all want to be equipped in such a way that we can deal with the, with the enemy. We can deal with the problems that can come up against us. I've told you last Sunday that if there's a fullness of life inside you, if darkness comes, it must recede. It must, it must, it must, and it will. Arrested, beaten, cast into prison. That's being put in real bondage after a successful attack by the enemy. And yet, one thing we can say about Paul and Silas, they had the fullness of life. Everybody say life. After all, Paul wrote the major part of the, of the New Testament. And if life is the word of God, this man had what? Life. So how and why should a thing like this happen? 
shouldn't happen. The enemy should not be able to come against you successfully and then put you in handcuffs and then toss you in a jail and then lock the jail and then throw the key away. But this happened so that we who are alive today may learn some lessons that God would have us learn. Remember that Jesus says that he that does what? Overcometh. I will give to eat of the tree of life. There is a place to overcome problems when they do come. The Bible doesn't guarantee us that problems won't come. But let me show you what actually happened in the prison. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 3. If you understand Daniel chapter 3, you'll understand Acts 16. You see, there is a mindset. There is a place that God wants to bring each one of us to. What we are talking about today is, you can call it strong meat. And if God is speaking to us concerning these things, it only means that he has actually promoted us. And he's expecting that we will become not just wishy-washy Christians, but generals in his army. Now, in Daniel chapter 3, I read verses 13 through to 18. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar had made an image and had insisted that everyone should bow before that image. And these three Hebrew boys had said, that's not going to happen. So they were working in the will of God. They had the right to resist the enemy. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackpot, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand. O king but if not be it known unto thee O king that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou has set up also we know this story well but the important thing here is this three Hebrew boys who had a deep intimate knowledge of the God that they served and believed in him said to the king, we are not going to bow down. And the king said, where's your confidence? Says, the God that we serve will deliver us. And then they added a line, which I'll show you where it comes from. They said, however, 
if he refuses to deliver us it doesn't really matter we will not serve your God one we are confident that our God can deliver us but because he is a sovereign God he has the right and we will not query him to decide to do nothing and even if he does nothing we still will not serve your gods that's why I said we have come to the place of strong meat today you see because 99% of the church don't worry I'm speaking to myself too but I have found the answer which I'm going to tell you today it's in that place where God is only God when he comes through that I'm praying that I'm fasting that I'm believing God and then God doesn't do anything as one old Christian did with me the other day he even put a scripture to show that it's not right that God doesn't have a right to do nothing <laughs> the Bible is very big there's so much information in it <laughs> ah, so the person was saying to me look Pastor even the Bible says God should do something Ah, he must do something I said but if he doesn't do anything does he cease to be God because most of us who are here we all have one need or the other but I'll show you you see because what happened to the three Hebrew boys they were tossed into the fiery furnace but God came through they went in there hoping that God would come through but decidedly that even if he didn't come through it would be okay there's a fine line there go back to Acts chapter 16 just keep that story at the back of your mind now here's Paul here's Silas in the deepest part of the dungeon backs destroyed so that they could not lie down any movement tore their backs a bit more and yet the Bible says at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and even the prisoners heard them you and I I'm telling you the truth would wonder and say what's going on here I remember when I went to to Haiti and then I fell sick and I went to all the Haiti has backward as it is medical services there you can't compare to what you have in Nigeria it's excellent stuff nobody could find out what was wrong so I would just lie down and say how about it we came to do church we just came to do church I did not fought with anybody you know? what is all of this about now and to, I was so committed because even though I was really, really sick, there's no way if there was service, I was there. In fact, the congregation at one point couldn't understand what was going on because they saw that this pastor, in fact, some came later and said, Pastor, <laughs> it's good to go to America or it's just down the corner there if this we can solve this problem here. Because I was, I, no matter how sick I was, I was still in church, I would still preach. 
So, I mean, I was doing all that I knew how to do. Then something said to me, if you just die here, nobody will cook. They can't arrest God. Nobody can arrest the faith. They won't arrest the Jew. I said, it's true. So that whenever we are doing things that we ought to be doing, forget about uh, the fact that 99% of Christians are always doing things they ought not to do. But if you are doing the things you ought to do, then things seem to be going wrong. You begin to wonder. And for that reason, quite a few people have left church. It's so interesting because every now and then I do a scan in my mind. And it's amazing. God is just awesome. Church is so full. You can't imagine how many people, those who should be sitting in front, who are not here today. The first three rows, they're not here. Let me not talk about them. That's not my business for today. So Paul and Silas find themselves in a very, very funny situation. But then they did something very interesting. Listen, hearing is a key. They prayed, they praised God, and they went to bed. Why? It's because we've always presented this as something you will do if you want God to act on your behalf. Oh, sorry. That's why many of us have done it and it hasn't worked. Everybody say devotion. devotion. These people, Paul and Silas, were people who had a life with God. They never got up and went out without spending time with God. They never went to bed at night without spending time with God. And the situation they found themselves in had nothing to do with their commitment to God many of us will say well that's Paul and Silas because they were prepared to Paul, Paul anyway had said that he was, was ready to die I want to show you a major requirement from God Revelation 12 everybody say life, life. yes in him was life and the life was the light of men Revelation 12 verse 11 I want us all to read it together and I'll tell you how many times I'm going to read it today. Revelation 12, 11. Are we all there? One, two, go. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Another one more time. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Now, 99% of scripture of pastors we all in fact if I say Father I plead the blood of Jesus over us all here the next thing you hear some religious will say the blood the Bible says one remember that Jesus says to him that does what will I give to eat of the tree of life and for those who were here on Sunday last Sunday remember that we are talking about life and that where there is a fullness of life and that death must always be swallowed up okay here the bible says and they overcame him who? the enemy in other words they overcame every satanic opposition they overcame every satanic bondage how? by the blood of the lamb and by the word of testimony what does that mean? It means 
Psalm 107 verse 2 for example let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the whom he had redeemed from the enemy and then Ephesians 1 7 it says in whom we have redemption through his what blood yes so the Bible tells us that the blood of the lamb the blood of Jesus is an essential ingredient if you are going to be an over comma but Jesus' blood has done a work that enables you and I to overcome what? Satanic opposition and bondage. But it doesn't stop there. It says it's one thing to have the blood of the Lamb. It's another thing entirely to open your mouth and speak and testify to that fact. But then the key to overcoming the opposition the key to deliverance the bible says is they loved not their lives unto the death now that's not acceptable to most people even right now as i say so it's not acceptable to most people because it's as if the bible is saying to us well if you are going to be an overcomer you should be ready to die on cnn yesterday because of the wave of destruction that is going around the world today they raised an issue they said if these people begin to make certain places what they call soft targets they are places for attack soft targets are restaurants nightclubs and stuff like that that what can the world do and then the man that they were asking said well, if that becomes the, the method of operation, that there's nothing the world can do. That the world can never muster enough policemen to guard all the nightclubs and all the restaurants. Now, these people who put explosives on their bodies and then they just go and blow the whole thing up have shown us all that a man who has no regard for his life is a very dangerous human being there's nothing anybody can do about him nothing if you catch him you want to kill him he's ready to die in fact he's unhappy you, you caught him because he would have liked to kill himself before her and the bible says that the chiefest weapon against the enemy is to come to the place where you do not love your life to come to the place because on last sunday remember we all said that we all presented our bodies as what so this sunday that we are showing you what living sacrifice is some of you will be saying well uh, i only prayed it because they said i should pray it <laughs> but it's not that difficult i want to show you something about it remember we looked at the issue of the mustard seed faith yes how does a man come to the place that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came to how do, I, how do you and I come to the place where we say the God we serve is the God of heaven and earth if it pleases him he will deliver us if it pleases him he will do nothing 
Because that's what we see in the life of Paul and Silas. They were in jail. They prayed their normal prayer. They were in jail. Beaten seriously for preaching the gospel. For casting out a demon. They sang their normal. They just they did their normal evening devotion. That's what was going on there. It's not a key of saying, let us begin to dance and sing. Then God will come and solve our problems. We don't get there overnight. Nobody gets there overnight. Before Paul got here, the day Paul got saved, the Bible tells us he went off and stayed in God's university for 14 years. So what you are looking at is not a man who got saved yesterday and was put in prison the day after. What you are looking at is a man who has been diligent in the place of devotion. He had a God. He knew his God and he spent time with him. Remember in him was life and the life was the light of men and we have explained clearly last Sunday that when you were talking about the light of men that that light therefore translates into what? To life. And that what that simply means is we must spend time with the word of God. Because in the beginning was the was the word that what is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so that when the bible says that jesus had the fullness of life and that that life translates into light to us the way to access that life of jesus we said last sunday is by spending time in the word of god for you and i to come to the place where we stand face to face against satanic opposition and bondage and then destroy the power completely is to start off first doing the small things the small things that nobody does is to start off first spending some time with him you see God doesn't become real in the small things he will never be real in the big things indeed the big things will crush us so we find that the word of God doesn't really change. Paul and Silas are in jail. They have felt the full weight of satanic opposition. But notice what happens. The Bible says they, they just prayed and sang praises. It doesn't say that they praised until something happened. No, It says they, they sang, they prayed and they sang. And then the next thing we see is... It tells us that even the prisoners heard them. Verse 26. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loose. That's what we say that when life in its fullness comes, it's, it, it just takes death away, out of the way. It's the same way when light, bright light shines into a place. It's impossible to have an iota of darkness. A lot of the people who are in prison deserve to be in prison. But the Bible tells us that because of the arrival of life, that even those who were there rightfully, everything that had to do with bondage had to give way. Why? Because life had come into the situation. Why did God react the way he did? Because a man can never be more faithful than God it's not possible 
They were not calling and praying and saying, God, come and release us. They had the same mindset and attitude as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If God wants, he'll deliver me. If he doesn't want, that's his prerogative. But that doesn't change the fact that he is still God. But when, how do you arrive at that place? That's it. That's what you and I have to figure out today. And so unless God begins to be real in life, in the small things, you will never arrive at the place where you say that it does not matter whether this thing kills me or not. Indeed, what we will have will be complaint, murmuring, and fear. And that's the guarantee that God will not arrive. It guarantees one thing, that God will not show up. So that I want to encourage us all who are here today. Devotion to God, it's a must. It's just a must. Because as you do so, more than ever before, right now, that's what God is looking for. He just wants to see people who are faithful, who are willing, as it were, to spend time with Him. People who would find out something about him and obey and then he will move on your behalf and then there are days he will not move on your behalf so you begin to understand that there are times he will move there are times he will move until he trains you it is God and God alone that will train you to the place where suddenly you find that you don't read Revelation 12 and then when you get to that bit of scripture you just say let's leave that alone no God is not wicked he doesn't want to kill you he just that he wants to show each and every one of us the pathway to life because he is God he wants there for you and I to put our trust where in him but that is not something that happens overnight and will never happen if you don't have time for him all you will find is that from time to time you are in a state of you are in a flustered state because something has suddenly come upon you it doesn't matter what is in here it doesn't matter what sickness is around it doesn't nothing really stands and can stand against God what counts is how you react and the only way to push back the hands of the enemy, the only way to break away from satanic opposition, the only way to set oneself free from bondage is to come to the place where we can say, God is God. If it is his will, that's fine. If it is not his will, that's fine. Anything that God wants, that's fine. But you cannot say so. Neither can you comprehend that if you do not know the God we are talking about. And that's the missing link. And so today we have in, in church, in Christendom, a situation where everybody is looking for the supernatural only. The supernatural demands more than anything else that we have some intimate knowledge of this God. It's impossible. It's not possible. It is absolutely impossible for satanic opposition and bondage to stand against you is not possible 
The only reason why they stand is that we permit them to. The only reason why they stand is because we haven't got even the know-how on what to do. And so wrongfully, sometimes we teach and say, let us just praise him. The truth of the matter is that there are many keys. If we start praising God and praising God and praising God, God comes down. Like the lady who said, well, something said to me, pray about your eyes. She prayed about her eyes, so she's not wearing glasses anymore. Glasses, I can see many glasses still on faces here. It's not that like people who are wearing glasses don't have faith. All of that is just what we call a miracle. But you don't even know how that has come about. You just know that there was a particular service, something happened. Well, I can see without glasses. Many were wearing glasses. I heard the girl and said, I'm okay with my glasses, Joe. So you're okay with your glasses. There's nothing wrong with glasses. Honestly. Like she said, she thought it was fanciful anyway. But what is important here is this. And we've got to start that journey from today. And I mean we've got to start the journey from today. For the simple reason that whether you like it or not, there is a revival that is blowing our way. And the people who will stand are those people who know God those who know God and to know God you don't have to go to Bible college you can get to know him in your bedroom just spend some some time with him I give an example then we'll pray I went to a wedding it was a Muslim wedding and the, the the parents didn't mind they said we are Muslims, we will do whatever we do. They said, okay, uh, our son and our daughter, they are Christians. Pastor, okay, you too, you do your own. So, we went to do our own, and they did their own. But the only thing, as I shared with some people, that amazed me, was that if you looked at the officiating men from the mosque, I mean, you wouldn't even think that they were drivers. You just looked so ordinary, so I mean I disdained them. I just looked at them and said, These are the people who are coming to to do wedding here. They didn't even carry anything. But what shocked me? They just stood up. What? I don't I can't even describe this man. If they said one plus one, I was not so sure he would say two. But what shocked me? He just opened his mouth. Chapter 1, verse 2 of the Quran says, Chapter 3, he was conducting the thing by heart. He didn't need, we were carrying no pastors, carrying big Bible. <laughs> After five, first of all, John chapter 2. <laughs> These guys were just pouring this thing from, from inside. And I learned a lesson that day interesting that day. You know the Jew, a real Jew, who's called a Jew, Genesis to Deuteronomy, they know it by heart. So it's not a question of argument. It's you and I. Cleanliness is the first order in heaven. It says in the Bible, somebody say where? It says it's there. <laughs> the only people in the world, the only people, everybody say the only people, 
who have no knowledge of their faith are Christians. The Buddhists, they have all their chants in their head. They do so that if anything happens, they are ready to go. You know, the only thing Christians have if there's a problem is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. It's good to laugh. That's the only scripture. And blood of Jesus is not even, you can't tell me the chapter, neither the verse. Every man must make sure that from this day, you begin to put some scripture inside you. You have to. In him was life. There's a certain amount of scripture that's inside you and I. Sickness can't stay. I'm telling you the truth. There's a certain amount of scripture that's inside you and I. Doors have to open. Only Christians. The Jew knows scripture by heart. The Muslim knows scripture by heart. Then the newer groups, Krishna and Co, they know their chants. Or have you ever seen a Babalawa that doesn't know anything? They know their incantations. They do. Because without it, then they are nothing. So unless we come to the place where God becomes real, we spend time, you read your Bible, you study it, you try to find out what it is that God is saying, and you keep some of it inside you, you will never come to the place where you will say, if God wills, he will deliver me. If he wills, he will not deliver me. Whatever choice he makes, he's still God. It's not something you do overnight. It's not something that comes overnight. There are many of us who are here today. If they said that, my Tassini people were all over Lagos. You had on Saturday, you saw it on network news. You won't come to church today. You won't come. You just stay at home. If you are lucky, you have money. You watch TBN. It's true because you, your whole being tells you, let those mad people, let them just go and kill somebody for no reason. No, 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 no. They want to kill you for a reason. Not for no reason. Why is it that we cannot say that we do not love our life unto the death? Because we love life. Ah! Those who die. We love life. So this, at the slightest sign of danger, the Christian is the first to flee. And yet we have the God that has all the power. You see what God wants with us is a day by day walk. Day by day walk. Day by day work. So our Christianity has to change. I encourage some people yesterday, it's got to change. You've got to spend some time reading the Bible. You've got to read the Bible and understand the Bible. I'm not talking about reading every day with Jesus. You must read the Bible by yourself. And the way you read it, the revelation you get, keep it to yourself. Mm, keep it to yourself. Some people cannot get revelation. The whole world will hear. Keep your revelation. Keep it. When God wants you to speak, He will tell you. That's why some people, the only one revelation in 10 years. So how do we bring the fullness of the power of God into our situation? Very simply. You want an, and if, by the way, let me explain something that, let me just say this. We now live in the times where people actually are going to cite angels, where angels are just going to appear and do things where all this stuff you read in the Bible will be like child's play. 
you will, you will hear earthquake and you will hear how God solves problems it's, it's here now but the only problem is you and I are not ready but there are a few people who are and those who are will see the fullness of the manifestation of the power of God to God wants us in a daily devotional walk with him walk with, we said last Sunday said what walk before me and be what and be perfect yes and walking before God and being perfect is just spending some time with him leave that contract that business many will put God aside over a contract over a meeting with a human being ah if a problem came you will never be able to say if God wills it's okay 99% of Christians will ask God that night was it Paul was it because we cast out the demon Silas I thought I said we should leave the demon girl alone by the way there was nothing she was saying that was wrong that was the truth Paul why were you why were you grieved because of that girl if we didn't touch her that's her problem with her people God why some people cannot handle a disappointment small disappointment in life you can't handle get so angry so so disturbed why 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 are you asking your house boy you will have the answers if you were working with him daily the disappointment will not come because he would have told you in the first place no 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 don't go in that direction so i want to encourage us all who are here today everybody say life you want the fullness of life we want to walk through situations and nothing will go wrong and when opposition comes you have the fullness of the host of heaven on your side it will take some time if you started today for example and never left your room and you are just reading the bible even by the end of the year sir, I'm not so sure that you'll have enough of the power to do that it takes time but the important thing is God sees who your heart he sees those who are determined to come after him and he sees those who want him only for the things that they can get and guess what from time to time he will give you the things that you want because it doesn't really matter to him let us bow our heads even so this morning and let's just speak to God what everyone wants to ask God today one thing that helps each person is if God can put in you a hunger for his word a hunger for his person a hunger a hunger that that you yourself will not be able to control then we start the work then we start the work so let's ask God today to put in each one of us a hunger a deep hunger a deep hunger tell him that that hunger is is non-existent right now tell him that the world has too much of a control tell me that so many things that you want so much so that there's not enough time for him then ask him to give you and put in you a deep hunger a deep hunger a deep hunger for him a very deep hunger for his word let's ask him to give us the grace to walk with him to walk with him day by day day by day
Let's ask him to make us God conscious at all times. Father in heaven, see we come before. Not any man but you, Almighty God. Oh, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy, Lord. We ask in the name of Jesus. Oh, put a deep hunger in each one of us, Almighty God. Yes, Lord. So that we may fill up with life. For life is you, Lord. Life is your word. So that we may come against satanic opposition. And be able to break through from satanic bondage. Father, we say that today, let today be a day of deliverance, Lord, for us. For each person that is here today, Lord. 